you for this wonderful group of women. I thank you for the support that you bring. Thank you for surrounding us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word and how it is alive and well. Lord, I ask that you would anoint my words, that it would fall on fertile ground today. That um, not only these ladies would apply this word to, the, to their lives, but Lord, help me to apply this word to my life as well. I ask that you would um, surround and protect our pastors as they are out of town this week. That you would give them new vision, new ideas, that you would give them refreshing um, that you would um, give them joy during this uh, time that they are off and that you would um, strengthen them as they uh, come back. We love them and I ask that you would uh, help them to um, be able to set, set their phone aside and um, know that this ministry is in good hands while they're gone. We love you and um, just speak to us today in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so let's talk for a second, all right? I'm just going to get kind of real with everybody here. So a couple weeks ago, the last time I did Fight Time, I talked about intentionality. I talked about how if um, my, how my husband mentioned um, develop or die, right? Um, we've got to keep moving, but you don't just go through the motions, right? Don't just... Go through the motions and check all the all the boxes on your list off. No, we've got to be intentional. We cannot be stagnant, but we have to be intentional in everything that we do. All right, so today I am going to kind of add on top of that, um, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, Brianne had a vision from the Lord. And I think she had two visions, actually, but I'm going to talk about one of them today. She talked about how she saw all of us hopping on a train at a train station and she saw all of us begging and pleading with people, come on, get on the train. Come on, let's go. Let's go. The train's fixing to start rolling. The train's fixing to start moving. And, and we were begging and pleading with people to get on the train because the train was about to take off. And so today I kind of want to talk about that as well, but I don't want to just talk about begging and pleading with people to get on the train, I want to talk about the people that might feel like they're on the train right now, All right? I felt from the Lord very strongly last night that we have got to recognize and be self-aware with ourselves. It's time for us to do a checkup, all right? I don't know if any of you have ever had car trouble, but when you have car trouble, you go to an O'Reilly's or maybe you go to the dealership or you go to a mechanic shop and they take this um, little plug-in thing and they plug it into your car and it shows everything that um, could be wrong with your car or that is wrong with your car and they diagnose what is going on with your car, all right? And Know that the conviction of the Lord is a good thing. It is a good thing for us to recognize what is going on inside of our lives that is wrong. It is a good thing for us to be diagnosed and understand what is separating us from God and what is separating us from the plans that God has for our lives, okay? So today I want to talk to you all about being self-aware, okay? Because last night when I was praying... I was praying and I just felt so an urgency to say, 
Lord, don't allow us to not recognize all of the things that are hindering us from you and that are hindering us from forward movement. And I began to remember that vision that Brienne had where she was saying, we're begging people to hop on the train. But here's the thing. If I'm begging you to hop on the train and you think you're on the train, then you don't even know the urgency or feel the urgency that there is something wrong in your life. Okay. So I want to make this very crystal clear. I want to make sure that everybody understands what I'm saying. I'm talking to the people that don't realize that if they don't check their hearts, if they don't go in and have self-inventory, they are going to be left behind. All right? So I want to talk to everybody today, and I want to say, wake up. I want to talk to everybody today, and I want to say, ask God, seek the face of the Lord and ask him, Lord, show me my heart. Show me the, um, oh, what's the word? Show me the, uh, not diagnosis. I can't think of the word right now. Show me, um, my heart's posture. Show me if my heart is in the right, in the right posture. Show me if I am just going through the motions or if I am diligently seeking you. Father, show me the areas in my life where I have just been going through the motions because I don't want to be caught five years down the road finally realizing that I thought that I was getting on the train when I was being left behind this whole time. Father, show me exactly every area of my life that I have thought I was in the right posture and I've been in the wrong posture. I wrote down here, I said, check yourself now. Don't get left behind. We don't realize all the time that we need checkups until the check engine light comes on. And then it's like, whoa, wait a second. I'm not functioning properly. I've got to go get this checked in. But what if God is saying right now, hey, I want to show you exactly what is happening in your heart that needs to change so that you don't have to go through a season where you're struggling so that you don't have to be checked and humbled. It says um, that pride comes before a fall. And I'm just now thinking about this. It says pride comes before the fall. Maybe God doesn't want to see you fall. Maybe instead he's saying, hey, my grace is so big right now that I want to shake you just a little bit in the private intimate moment of your life in the in the um in behind closed doors so that you don't have to be humbled so that you don't have to fall in front of everybody All right maybe you don't realize that there is some unforgiveness that you're struggling with let me tell you this when we go through deliverance a big door that is open um when it comes to the enemy being able to stay in your life and um demons uh, have a legal right whenever you still have unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart. All right. Perfect example of how sometimes we don't recognize that we are still bitter and that we still have unforgiveness. I'll talk to people and I'll say, Hey, are you, are, have you forgiven everybody? And they're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Seen me do it. I have been there. Oh yeah. I forgive everybody. You know, I've, I've forgiven my dad. I've forgiven my mom. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, well let's just make sure Right? I want you to just write their name down. I want. I just want to make sure that you truly forgive them. And it's in that moment when they have to write the name down. 
and they have to say, I forgive my mom in Jesus name that they recognize, wait a second, this is hard. Wait a second. I actually have had some bitterness towards them. Wait a second. I actually have have had some unforgiveness that I didn't even realize I was harboring in the inside of me. And so today I want to say, Holy Spirit, shine your light on everything the enemy has tried to hide in our hearts. Holy Spirit, shine your light on everything the enemy has tried to disguise as functioning. Listen, you are living a dysfunctional life if you are living a life full of bitterness and full of shame, full of guilt, full of unforgiveness. That is dysfunctional. You were not meant to carry that. You were not meant to walk around acting like everything is good when you are breaking on the inside. So let me say this to every single lady on here. It is time to get self-aware. It is time for you to quit pushing everything into the closet where all the skeletons lie. And it is time for the light of Jesus Christ to shine on every crevice, every corner, every crack of our life. Here's what I think about. I think about how when we have a broken heart, there are cracks in this vessel. There are cracks inside of these, inside of my heart whenever it's broken. And things can hide in the cracks. Things can hide in the cracks of your heart. But right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I am asking that your Holy Spirit would begin to infiltrate every single area of the broken heart where people have felt like they have been healed, but it has just been a temporary fix that the world can give. Lord, I'm asking that you would replace every single dark thing the enemy has tried to make um, and disguise in their heart. And I'm asking that you would replace the darkness with your light. That instead of their hearts being temporarily fixed, that you would completely restore every ounce of trauma, every ounce of unforgiveness, every ounce of bitterness, every ounce of betrayal. Listen, there is power in God's restoration. There is power in God's forgiveness in your life. And so not only do we need to uh, recognize, or excuse me, not only do we have to be self-aware, but it's time for us to recognize what all God has done for us in the past. I was talking to a, a sweet lady yesterday and I began to feel the Holy Spirit say, don't forget what I have done. Yes, be aware of what's going on right now. Be aware that you might have a broken heart, but don't forget what I have done in the past. Don't forget that I am still able to heal your heart right now. Don't forget. And I, and I start thinking about the Israelites and how they um, were delivered from Egypt. Ten plagues that the, that the Lord had um, uh, put on Egypt. And um, not once was his people touched. Not once were the Israelites touched by all of the plagues that were happening. And how great 
it must have been to be an Israelite back then and to be able to see and recognize that God had his hand on them the whole time. But they forgot as soon as they left Israel or as soon as they left Egypt and they they came in and encountered their first trial. As soon as they got to the edge of the sea and recognized that the enemy was still chasing after them, they immediately forgot everything that God had done for them. Now, listen, the 10 plagues didn't just happen like that. It was days that they were able to watch God's grace and God's faithfulness over their lives. It was days that they were able to see that God was a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. And he stayed with them as the Israelites were leaving one area of bondage into the freedom that God had for them. It was days. It wasn't just an instance. It was days that God was faithful to them and they had forgotten they had forgotten that God had had just literally been with them two days ago. And they had forgotten that God was with them in, their, in that moment. So listen, not only do we have to be self-aware, but it is time to recognize how often God has been faithful in your life. It's time to recognize where God has brought you from. It's time to recognize what God has brought you to. So there are two things I want you to do this week. Be self-aware, all right? Take inventory of your heart. Take inventory of your mind. Begin to really ask God, God, show me. Show me the areas of my life that I have not recognized. Show me the areas of my life that I did not know I still need to work on, all right? And then begin to say, God, show me all of the times that you've been there. God, reveal to me all of the times that you have been faithful. And watch him do it. Watch him show you. Why? Because all of it reveals his greatness. All of it reveals his goodness. All of it reveals and shows his glory. Whoops, sorry about that. I had a call. Somebody tried to call me. So, alrighty. Listen. It's time to get have some self-inventory. And it's not fun but it's necessary. It's time to get on board. It's go time, like Brianne was saying a couple weeks ago on the retreat. All right, I love you all. Have a great Monday. I will see y'all later. Bye-bye.